Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin show. Episode 144 coming at you from the Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host producer Eric Fisher, the Big E, and we have a full crew here this evening. Joining us in person for the first time in a long time, we've got Secretary Shauna. What's up? How are you doing, Shauna? Doing great. Glad to have you back. Thanks. We've got member of the Highway 22 crew, Sean Klosman, after a, a brief hiatus. Sean, how's life treating you? It's treating me good. Great to hear. And also joining us, we've got Dylan Tritt on Skype. Dylan, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How's everybody else? Fantastic. So with that said, let's get right into a lot to talk about. You done? You good? Yeah, I said good. Thanks for asking. He asked. He was <laughs> to ask how we were doing. I asked how you were doing. I know, but like. Sean didn't ask me how I was doing, and I didn't ask him, so. Okay. Anyway, so we've got a lot to talk about this week, so let's get right into it. First, we start off with our partners over at Rage and Pro Wrestling, March 16th at the Big Apple in Manitowoc. Not going to want to miss it. Mr. Ken Anderson will be in attendance as well as a stat card, RPW Extravaganza 3. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be there. Uh, also, we've got to say thanks to Hybrid Wrestling Entertainment for having us out. February 9th, I believe. Uh, we do have a TikTok coming with that eventually. Uh, was myself, Shauna, uh, Ramsey, and our friend Armando joined us that night. So got to meet some of the talent, had a great time there as well. So thank you to them for having us out there and continuing to, for whatever reason, invite us to things and keep us coming to pro wrestling in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, real quick for RPW, did you see that card? What card? The, the card for... Yes. There's a elimination intergender match. There is. Who's then, in it, Shauna? Um, Davis and Alexander, Capri and Benson, and then that cross guy and Mackenzie. All right. Sounds loaded. But I, uh, and then a tornado tag team match, because that sounds fun. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. It's where both people are in the ring at the same time. They don't have to tag in and out. Yeah, everybody, everybody's in so the chaotic. ring at the same time. Chaotic. Yeah, that's the kind of matches you like. It is. Sounds wild. I'm excited. And then a 20-minute Iron Man match. Do you know what that is? The winner challenges for a championship of their choice. Yeah, do you know what an Iron Man match is? They're strong, guys. <laughs> Sean, you want to take this one? It's most pinfalls or submissions within the 20 minutes wins. Yeah, so you can win like four to five or something, or five to four. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's a pretty stacked card. I'm excited. 18 days. March 16th at the, wa- uh, not at the Water Hall, at the Big Apple in Manitowoc. Get your tickets. Get your tickets at Look Sharp in the Fox River Mall as well as rpwprowrestling.com. She said you for that one. She did. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. All right. With that said, let's get it right into it. What we had rooted for in the last, well, for you, it's been a few months. Yeah. For you, it's been Come two on. months. Has it been two months? Pretty close. Probably it was right before Christmas. Right. And Dylan, for you, it's been a couple of weeks. So what's been going on, guys? I'll start with uh, Shauna. Oh. I don't know. Skip me for now. All right, Sean, what do you got for us? How's life been going? New homeowner? Yeah, it's been going good. Bought a house. So been remodeling that for the past two months here and just kind of getting everything settled and figuring out what to do with home ownership. Sean, are you ready yet, or should we go to Dylan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. Dylan, what do you got for us? I am 
going to take it uh, local here. I am uh, rooting for the Amro boys basketball team, uh, my alma mater. Uh, this year, they actually went undefeated in conference, 14-0. First conference championship since, I believe, the 2015-2016 season. Uh, first outright conference championship since... 2011 2012 when yours truly was on the team um first team in amro men's basketball history to go undefeated in conference so that's pretty cool uh head coach is one of my friends steven egan i was on he was on uh he was a senior when i was a sophomore so we were we were on the 2010 2011 conference championship team together um so yeah pretty cool I'm, I'm happy for him also going to shout out the ladies who are also doing well um, both got pretty good seeds in the playoffs so go foxes that's awesome to hear i do always like to give a shout out to the high school athletes as as they go on with uh playoffs Heck yeah and interesting story coming out of my alma mater Gillette. three players this season got 1000 points or hit their 1000 wow. uh Marks and I believe two of them were seniors. One of them was a junior. So want to shout them out as well. So congrats to them. Uh, got a first round win over Sevastopol last night, which no, I was gonna say it's been the first playoff win in a long time, but it hasn't been because this group is really young, talented group, and they've been coming up um, together. Actually, had coached this group when they were in fourth grade when I was in high school. So that's how old I am. Now they're all in high school and doing their own thing and better than we were. So good for them. Um, and also just the other lo local teams. I know I will have a couple games uh, over the weekend here. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. But in the meantime, we go from the positives to the negatives. Oh, Sean, did you have one? No. <laughs> I was figuring you didn't. I was just I was just saying, are there any of our other alma maters in the playoffs, or are we rooting for the Foxes of Amaro? Well, Jillette boys are still in it. Uh, I believe the Sheboygan Falls Falcons girls should still be in it. Oconnell Falls is still in it. Too. Actually, no, they're not. They lost last week. Uh, it doesn't look good. It says they're uh, in percentage, so I don't know if that's good or not. That is not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I guess we're going Foxes. Tigers. Heck yeah, let's go. Okay, what about you? Is your team in yet? I don't know if Wakanda Falls is still in it or not. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I know. Also, just real quick, want to point this out. Amro is currently ranked 10th in the state. Whoa. Nice. Whoa. Highest I've seen it since my junior year when we were ranked 6th in the state. We never had that. Oh, yeah, my kids. Uh, my kids. My school just lost on Tuesday, 50, 54 to 77 to Kettle Moraine. Ouch. I did a game last night. The final score was 86-42, but it could have legitimately been 150 points that if Notre Dame would have kept their starters in against Luxembourg-Casco or even their second team, it probably would have been 120, 150 points. Mm. Not even. I guess I root for Notre Dame now. Yeah, you can do that. That's they have West <laughs> The boys and the girls are still playing as well. Amro's Amro's first matchup is Friday against Arcadia, who is 
13 and 12. So no offense to Arcadia, but that should be Amrosha dog walk those guys. So. All right. Hey, does this mean they're my girls are in? They're 14 and 0 in the conference. That's I mean, they were. They lost last weekend though. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay, well, I guess we're all rooting for Dylan's team. Heck oh. yeah, let's go. All right, so with the positives do come the negatives. That leads us to our Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week. And again, it's been a while for you two. Sean, you got a negative for us? Anything negative? I don't know. This weather. I always root <laughs> weather. Also, Eric. We'll give Eric a Noogie just because. Oh. Yeah, see how I get treated here, Dylan, <laughs> when there's more than just you and me? It's not great. Oh. Oh. <sighs> I'm not going to attack you. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will. I'm going to give you an Oogie. All right. What do you oh. got for us? I'm giving you an Oogie. For what? Just because. Okay. Do you have any other ones? Maybe maybe uh, Daytona 500. Or what do I want to say? Because we were down at Daytona last week. And, or was it last? Yeah, last week. Yeah. For the 500. And we were going to get tickets because it got rained out on Sunday. And all the tickets skyrocketed Monday. I was I was expecting, you know, $50, $70 tickets. We'd be mm-hmm. able to go. Yep, no, $200. Oh, really? Like, no way. So, to watch cars go around in a circle? You would have got two races out of it, though. You would have, if you would have. Hey, won- they go fast, Shauna. Give them a break. Right. <laughs> they go fast. They yeah. do go fast, too. And they turn left. <laughs> Sometimes, they, Sometimes turn. they turn right. <sighs> that would be too much for me. They're not usually supposed to, but sometimes they do. Unless they're on a road course, so then they do. But right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Road courses, you turn right sometimes. Yeah, Road America. Uh, or if you're doing the uh, the Polish victory lap, you turn right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Dylan, uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to jump in here with my... No, no. My nuggie. Oh, right away. Cut them off. I do. I'm going to... See how it is. It is. Um, I'm going to go with the NBA All-Star Complainers. The NBA All-Star Game, I mean, all All-Star Games are kind of a joke now because they don't, I mean, they don't mean anything. They're Except for MLB. They don't, that one doesn't mean anything either anymore. Yeah, but it's still the best one. It is by far the best one. And it's an exhibition of your best stars. And now we had people bitching about the NBA All-Star Game because they scored over 200 points and it was like 211 to... 180 or something like that. And they're, you know, it's, oh, it's a glorified dunk contest with a three point shoot. Who cares? Like, wasn't like 150 or 163 point attempts? It might have been, but again, what are they supposed to do? Like, it's an exhibition of your best stars. They don't want to get hurt. They're not going to lock down defensively. Right. Because no one wants to get hurt. No one wants to take it that serious. Then why are they not playing the regular games the same way? You mean like not playing defense at all? Mm-hmm. Good question. I mean, they don't really play a whole lot of defense in the regular <laughs> season, but even less in the All-Star game. But I, I mean, I watched the All-Star game. It was thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. Dame Lillard pulling up from literally half court just to keep shooting because he wanted the All-Star MVP had 39 points. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And I mean, isn't an all-star game supposed to be like you're like. It's supposed to be a reminder of look how damn good these players are and why they're the best in the world. Right. So why are we crabby about it? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But 
constantly people bitching about it. Yeah, well, it's bitching it's for a wolf. You know, everyone goes back to that. What was it? That two thousand or is it the two thousand one All Star Game that they consider like the best All Star NBA All Star Game in the history of NBA All Star Games? Um, where it was an actual competition. Like the guys actually played hard. They played hard defense. They wanted to win the game. And you just know they just don't have that attitude toward it anymore. Um, seen a lot of ideas bouncing around, like how to make it competitive, like winner of the All Star Game or whichever conference wins the All Star Game gets um, home court advantage during the finals and stuff like that. Um, I mean, there's there's things you could do, but at the same time, I mean, these players are worth amounts of money that I can't even comprehend. And they want to get hurt. No one wants to get hurt during the All-Star game. And I, as an owner, I wouldn't want my players that are there to get hurt during an All-Star game either. can't call them owners so, anymore. I'm sorry. Somebody complained about it a few years ago and it became a whole thing with <laughs> racial tension and whatnot. Yeah. What? My point still stands. My point <laughs> still stands. <laughs> no. No, not about that. Uh, my question is... Uh, are tickets cheap to go to all-star games? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, maybe it's like, like, you know, how Lambeau Field does, like, family night. And that's, like, the no, one time no. a year families no. their kids no. to. Okay. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. No. We should do an all-star race. Do. They, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah, okay. They do. All right. Well, maybe I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan, what do you got for Noogie for us? You know, I got a couple. I'm not going to touch on um, the Badgers too much, but I, all I can do there is facepalm. Um, catastrophic collapse. Um, <clears throat> the one I'm going to go with is sports media as a whole, NBA coverage. Um, saw a bunch of stuff going around. You know, trying to make it seem like Damian Lillard is unhappy in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, this is happening today. This Yeah, well, I think some of it was yesterday when the reports came out and then he responded today saying, you guys are just blowing stuff out of out of proportion, taking hey. stuff out of context. And I'm just sitting here like, well, duh. But you can say shit, by the way. Shit. There. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was just, it's just funny to see. And Well, Dylan, tell the people what they're missing. What's going on? What's going on with Dame Lillard? What happened? What was the report? Apparently nothing. I mean, he, he made a quote saying, like, life is pretty boring or pretty lonely right now. He he goes to practice and uh, or goes to games and comes home and tries to watch boxing and eat some food and goes to bed. I'm like, well, in my head, I'm like, okay, that's the life, you know? What anybody does like right. you go you, <laughs> up, you go to work you go yeah. you watch your sport you eat a food and go to bed yeah darn sorry you have to make millions of dollars doing that but um <laughs> he's according to him it's blown out of proportion and he's happy where he's at so well and like part of it too and that a lot of people are commenting on is the dude's going through like a nasty divorce right now and a custody battle like he oh, goes I didn't know that. And kids, you know, or kid at home, and now, you know, that's not going on because of the battle. Ooh. So I'm sure that's all. I mean, that's you go from one total area of life, and then you go to a whole another one. 
in a new city, you're not going to be doing a whole lot. Like that's just reality. And to be honest, the stuff to do in this state, shit, not that, not that, no, whatever. The shit to do in this state <laughs> at this time of the year is limited more than it is during the warmer months. Now, Milwaukee is riddled with things to do. Sorry, with shit to do. And, <laughs> but those things are limited to indoors only during this time of the year. So I kind of side with him a little bit, but at the same time, you live in Milwaukee, there's plenty to do. It's not like there's more to do in Portland, right? Like, I mean, I know right. he, he thought oh, he was yeah. Miami, but I, I, you know, if we're talking Miami versus Milwaukee, sure, but you can't tell me there's that much more to do in fucking Portland. Right. It's got to be raining there all the time. <laughs> You can't even get outside there because it's raining. Did you have a r- rain or snow? Well, exactly. And at least sometimes the summer. Well, most of the time the summer is pretty nice. It was nice. seventy degrees yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, go drink on a go drink a margarita on a patio, Dame. Wisconsin would be pretty nice for you. That's what hey, I. I'm for. not. I'm not trying to shit on him for having the lonely attitude, uh-huh. right? <laughs> like, like we talked about earlier. That's what we do. Come home and. Go to work, come home and eat some food and find something on TV and go to bed. Right. That's pretty much life. So as far as I'm saying, Dane's one of us. If you're Sean, you're one remodeling a house. Yeah, well, Sean, nonstop working. Right. He's choosing to do that, though. That's not That's not a... Hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not peel back that band yeah. too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm out of the loop on that one, so I'm going to redact that statement. Well, let's just you can you're a smart guy, Dylan. You got that college degree. Put two and two together <laughs> on what you just said. <laughs> two and two is together, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm no, smelling what you're stepping in. Anyway. We're getting way off. This is what happens. We got four people going on here. Anyway. So that's what's been going on. Um real quick, I you got some I don't. Come on, let's keep the show going here. Yeah, all right. All right, so we have our first draft in a long time. Are you looking up lunch stuff? No, I'm looking up how to figure out what order to do this in. Oh, okay. No, we're not doing an order. You get four picks, and you can take your... Yeah, but we still have I to think he meant order. the order of, like, who is picking. Oh, yeah. Oh, that way. <laughs> yeah. Because so, we, we're, we're going to do it random however you want to do your... Right, so why don't Stuff, right? one of you three figure out how to introduce what we're about to do? All right, Sean, run it down. You sound like you know what you're doing. This was your idea. I just said you, lunch stuff. You made a big stink about okay, it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a lunchtime draft, right? You're going to pick four items. You get, uh, let's, let's just say, a beverage, a, a main course, a side, and a dessert. That's... What I do when I, those are my four go-to items when I go for a lunch. Beverage, main dish, side, dessert. So we're each going to get four picks, four of us. That's 16 total things for those counting at home. And you can take whatever item you want in any order. You, we don't have to go specifically beverage, main, side, dessert. You, Sean could pick a dessert first. Shauna could pick uh, a beverage first. You just got to hit those four categories with your four picks. 
So what do you want to prioritize first? That's what you want to draft first. Wow, that was professional and well done. <laughs> that was. Yep. All right, our order is going to go as follows. Dylan, Shauna, Sean, myself, and then we'll snake it. All right. So Dylan, with the first pick. <clears throat> he didn't want to go first. Of the lunch draft. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. I feel like the most important, the, the lunch centers around the main course. So I'm going to go, my first pick, I'm going to spend on my main course, and I'm going to go with a BLT. Solid choice. Sean, what do you got for us? Buffalo chicken wrap all day, every day, <laughs> all, every time, buffalo chicken wrap. Sean? Hmm. I think I'm going to go for my snack first, or my side. <laughs> my snack. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the, um, what do I want to call them here? The little famous Amos cookies that come out. Oh, you're on dessert, you mean? No, that's my snack. That's oh, my you're going, are you going double dessert? <laughs> I'm going double dessert. Wow. Sean's got a sweet tooth. Okay, I'm going to go with my dessert first, Cosmic Brownie. Mmm. Number one. And um, my second one, I'm going to go just a simple turkey sandwich. Turkey, cheese, lettuce, whatever. Mm, very good. No tomato because <clears throat> you're a child. I do not like tomatoes. That is factual. All right, Sean. Um, um, okay. We're going to go with the night before his leftovers as my main course. Ooh. That is so, bro. That's bullshit. <laughs> Why? That's a, that's a cop out. That is a cop out. Cop out. <laughs> Why? 100% cop out. <laughs> Because it could be anything. It could be okay. anything. Okay, then I'm then I'm gonna take like uh, let's go. Let's go the uh, let's go bratwurst. Ooh, yum. Okay, let's see. That's that's a good answer. Okay. So you're having a brat and a cookie for lunch. Brat? <laughs> you haven't? No. That's a great lunch. Not a good <laughs> All right. Uh, my side with my buffalo chicken wrap. Mmm. Sun chips. The cheddar kind. Ooh. Mm. Yep. All right, Dylan, you got two in a row. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, side, I'm going to go Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch kind? <laughs> yeah, Cool Ranch Doritos. Nacho cheese are still really good, but I give Cool Ranch the, the edge. All and right. And then uh, beverage. I'm going to go beverage next. And I don't see other, any other answer other than Bush Light. <laughs> I wish I could work where you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, I... is a, this is a Saturday lunch. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, if I crack open a Bush Light, I'm fired. Uh, yeah, probably. Kids, this is just my you gotta, do. You got to get one of those koozies that show up as a Coke. No, yeah, right? Yeah. I brought, I, so I drink a uh, real side note, real quick tangent. I drink those like tall energy drinks. So I brought the can koozie like for like white claws. And I had a kid ask me, are you drinking right now? And I said, no, it's all right. It's got my energy drink in there. Um, my dessert. Get dessert and beverage, I think. it. Yeah. Mm, oh, my beverage. Raspberry sweet tea. Raspberry sweet iced tea. Yep. All right. Your turn. 
I'm gonna go with my beverage as an RC. What? The RC That's Cola. A hell of a choice. Oh, it's it's so much better than Pepsi and Coke. RC. Yeah. Have it every Friday when we go out to lunch. <laughs> wow, it's an event. <laughs> I don't know that they serve RC at a restaurant. Yeah, out of the gun. You've never. That's um. Backwoods up north stuff, Sean. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I just, I, what place is that at? The Steel Moose. Oh, all right. Wow. That's got to be like the only place I've ever heard that serves RC out of the gun. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Can you get Coke at that place? No. Just RC. Not a, you can't get Coke out of the gun. It's only in the can. Oh, oh, so we're serving cans at this joint. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you I'm, not? You not drink beer out of a can? I don't like soda out of a can at a restaurant. Why? That's a story for another day. Well, you're on the story now. You might as well go with it. I just don't like it. I don't. I like a <laughs> cup. I'm going to a restaurant so, to get a cup and so a straw. What, so not. What's, so what's the difference if you just get a glass of ice and pour it in the ice? Because I'm going to a restaurant to get fountain soda, and most of the time, I, when I go to a restaurant, I don't get soda anyway. So this is r- irrelevant. <laughs> All right, Aaron. All right, my, I'm gonna go with my <laughs> beverage. I'm gonna go with a sun drop. And my side, I'm gonna go with the nacho cheese Doritos. I'm going I'm going with the little Debbie um Swiss rolls as my mm. dessert. So okay, hold on. We'll recap in a second. <laughs> I gotta do a dessert yet. Well, Shauna's gotta go first, Dylan. I gotta do a dessert yet. Uh, you you were recapping. I thought that when you were, we were done. I'm like, oh no, we are not done. I know. I, pa- I caught myself. Dylan really is passionate about <laughs> getting his dessert. I am. Yeah, I am. He's, uh, he's hoping Sean doesn't take it right here. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Um, oh, I'm in between two. Uh, I'm going to Nutter Butter. Nutter, like the cookies? like the Nutty Buddy, whatever. Nutty Buddy is okay. The little bar things with the peanut butter and chocolate. No, those are so good. Oh, those shit. are so good. I just you got me re- rethinking my entire. Draft pick here. But the final pick, the mystery relevant of the lunch draft. Sweet tarts. Sweet tarts. Oh. Okay. So our drafts (laughs) go Dylan had Bush Light, Sweet Tarts, (laughs) Cool Ranch Doritos, and a BLT. Bush Light (laughs) and and Sweet Tarts is a wild move. <laughs> Shauna goes raspberry sweet tea, buffalo chicken wrap. Uh, what was your sun, uh, sun chips? The cheddar, cheddar sun, sun chips. chips. And what was Nutty Buddies? Nutty Buddies. Yep. And Sean, you go double dessert. You go famous Amos cookies, yep. Swiss, Swiss rolls. cake rolls, RC, RC and, and a brat. And I go sun drop, turkey sandwich, cosmic brownie. Yours is just boring. And natural cheese Doritos. Yours is like a yeah, yours lunch is like... my fourth graders would eat. <laughs> I stand by it, man. <laughs> Except switch out the sundry. Okay, well, to be fair, mine is also a lunch a fourth grader would eat, minus the beverage. <laughs> <laughs> minus, minus the bush light. It just depends on their home life. but um... The sweet tarts and beer is just a combination. <laughs> I can't <laughs> write my head. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not judging that? your guys' lunches, okay? Stop judging mine. Have you Let me tried... live my life. Have you done sweet tarts and beer? Yeah, is this a lunch that you have Because yeah. I love sweet tarts, but I could never imagine cracking a beer and eating sweet tarts. <laughs> well, to be fair, the beer usually comes after the sweet tarts. Got it. Or, I'm sorry. Okay. The sweet tarts come after the beer because you have the beer during 
while you're eating the the BLT and the chips. Okay. Then, you know, the finished I finished lunch with finishing the rest of my beverage, and then I go, oh, I need something sweet, and then I go grab some sweet tarts. Okay, real question: chewy sweet tarts or the powder ones? Either one, whichever one my hand hits first. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Good choice. Hand. That's my favorite. I'm literally well. I'm just dumbfounded by his draft. I can... <laughs> it takes a lot to make me speechless, and right now I'm just trying to all over the what, place. What part so are you starting to comprehend? I, I gotta ask, is this something that you do frequently? You're talking to me still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you did this exact lunch? I need to go. Don't know. Um, the exact lunch, that exact lunch. In, in uh, the variation of, of something sandwich, <laughs> I need to know. Like lunch. I, just, I feel like you're most concerned about the. I feel like you're most concerned about the beer and the candy part. <laughs> I am. And that's that's usually a, a, a once a week minimum thing. No shit. That's crazy, Dylan. I don't see why this is so baffling. Like, are we having another beer after we eat the sweet tarts, or we maybe it depends on how the day flows. <laughs> that's even okay, more. I got, crazy. I got one more question. I gotta ask. <laughs> I gotta ask. Do you okay. have laying around at home, or do you like go to the gas station and get them, or how? What, what? sweet? What is the sweet tart access? Like everybody, you know, you buy like a thirty rack of beer, so you got beer sitting at home. You know, you make your sandwich, whatever. Know. Have you been to a grocery uh, store? Well, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Do you have them? You have them sitting there, or do you go to the gas station? Oh like, no, they're in the. We have a whole candy cupboard out in the kitchen, full of candy. Jesus! Wow, I could never have a candy cupboard. I would be. Oh no! I will always have a candy a cupboard. Candy-ish. Not anymore. Only at Christmas time. Oh, Christmas and we Halloween. Have it all the time. I can't. I'd be eating it all I'd, the time. I'd have so many cavities. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got frequent dentist trips. Bro, once a week, sweet tart and beer. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, that's just sweet tart and beer. I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of, beer and a lot of candy. You know, separately throughout the week, but. Wow. What are your thoughts on nerd clusters? Fantastic. 10 out of oh, 10 candy. They're so good. Next draft, good. candy draft. Yeah, we could. Dylan and I would duke it out. Should we do a candy draft right now? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I haven't done my scouting on that one yet. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to go. Some... Spe- speaking of candy, sorry. I got a little, go ahead. little I, tangent. I'm here. trying to figure so out what we went, to talk we, about. We, next. Were in, we were in Daytona and we went to a cho- or chocolate factory. Did you get fudge? Yeah, we did. So we're you can walk down the uh, this hallway and there's windows and you can see them making all the stuff. All of a sudden we get to the end and there's just a sheet pan of bacon sitting outside. They made chocolate covered bacon. Oh yeah. I was very disappointed. I should have got some. Should have tried it. Have you ever the bacon donuts at festival? No. Oh oh Sunday we'll bring Sean a bacon donut. Sounds good. They have it's literally maple bacon donut. And it's chocolate frosting. That sounds so freaking good. <laughs> it's you, That doesn't appeal to you, but chocolate cover bacon does. It's the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a sucker for donuts. So we're doing a donut draft? Candy, donuts, <laughs> anything sweets. Sugar. Yeah. yeah. Buddy the Elf draft. <laughs> That's the right way to turn that. <laughs> yeah. Candy corn. 
candy canes. All right, Eric, what are we talking about next? Uh, we're going to jump in the world of sports because there's not really a whole lot of fun stuff that's been happening in Wisconsin lately. It's been a lot of pissed off people about the weather. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of the story in and of itself is Monday or no, day is t- Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. So Tuesday, it was 70 degrees, almost north of 70 degrees mm-hmm. here in Wisconsin. 50 degree drop today, 20 degrees through most of the state, inch of snow. Roads were wind, wind chills were at or near zero this morning. Yep. Wild. Roads were garbage. Yeah. And by the weekend, it's supposed to be 60 again. Yep. I mean, Wisconsin weather. I mean, that, that could be in its own segment. We could just do like a weekly weather for like wrap up, but we're not going to because that's. <clears throat> That's not the kind of podcast we are. What kind of podcast are we? We're talking about sweet tarts and beer for. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to make a point of clarification. It's bush light. Yeah. That's fine. That's great. I'm just. Yeah, that's that's the beer of choice. It does not differ apparently. Is is that the number one beer, Dylan? Is bush light? In my household, yes. Mm, Okay. Though I will say. Solid choice. It is very solid. Um, Jennifer, for Christmas, she got me this, like, uh, what's that called? An advent calendar when you get, like, uh, yep, yep, one yep. day. She got me a, uh, a case of beer. Every one, ca- or one can of beer for every day. I can't remember. There's a brewery out of Milwaukee. I can't remember what the brewery was, but some weird beers, some delicious beers, some disgusting beers. But, uh, yeah, Bush Light's still the uh, beer choice. What do you got, Sean? I like my Coors Banquet. It is a solid one. Thumbs down. Thumbs down? Yeah. I'm a Miller Light girl. Always. Yeah, Miller Light's still horrible. So <sighs> You're horrible. I'm very hit or miss with that. I, I think my problem my safe go-to is Bush Light, but... I've got Eric on Miller Light. I've been drinking some Miller Lights lately. I've been really off beer. He only does it for lately. your dad. That is true. And his, his dad... <laughs> I got Dave back on Miller Lite too, so really, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. I've been drinking a lot of beer lately, though. Oh, I like beer, beer. But I would probably, I've been kind of on the hams kick lately too. You yes. like hams yeah. because it's you. Says the guy who never liked hams. You okay? Eric likes half the alcohol he likes now because of me. Right. I mean, you've introduced me to some things in life. It's been great. I've gotten yeah, culture. Hams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I introduced you to. Which is very surprising because you, like, hams was like. The up hams by us. thing stemmed from. I guess you got really drunk on it one night, and then you couldn't drink to it, drink it again. No, I didn't get really drunk to it. Just that I had to drink it fast when Why? we were playing Mario Kart in college because we'd play the don't drink and drive game, and so mm. when you're knocking those back real quick you kind of feel like shit the next day was dylan a part of this don't drink and drive mario kart hams uh he might have been once or twice but it was uh myself john um our friend schmitty and we had a friend from south korea named chan who lived with us or lived above us and he'd come down and play mario kart with us he was terrible at it we could make good sushi too so it all balanced out (laughs) Hams and sushi. Hams and sushi was an elite combination. I bet that's loud. <laughs> Maybe better than sweet tarts and beer. Sweet tarts and bush light. Yeah, get, oh, bush yes. light. get it right. Yeah, get it right. This is not the stuff that Dylan likes to talk about. 
Anyway, so let's move on to the world of sports. Sports. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. Hey, uh, sports. So uh, going to be a big basketball episode. Um, I think we can probably start with just kind of re- recapping football. Sean, we haven't got your thoughts on the end of the season yet. So end of the Packers season, uh, Super Bowl as a whole. Pretty sure I was here for the end of the Packers season, wasn't I? Maybe uh, not. No, I don't think so. Not for the playoffs anyway. Maybe not. So Packers, I mean, we all know the story. Beat right. Dallas in the first round. Uh, go to San Francisco, lose kind of a heartbreaker. A little bit. Um, have now fired and gotten a new defensive coordinator gearing up for the draft. What's your thoughts on Packer Nation right now? I think we're heading in the right direction. And I think that's all that matters. We got rid of Joe Barry, and I think we're going to be fine for the next few years here. And Thoughts, like- on, thoughts on the Super Bowl? With uh, the Chiefs running it back, winning a second straight Super Bowl. I w- you didn't pick the Chiefs, so I knew the Chiefs were going to win. Thanks. <laughs> huh? It's never hurt us before. It's to go against you. That's true, I guess. Shauna, your thoughts, Packers, Chiefs, all that stuff. You know, I do have a thought. Um, What's your thought? I'm excited about the next season. What are you excited about? I'm excited about the next season. Uh, what specifically? So, the fan, uh, Marcus, fan? Marcus Eversall, he talks, and I listen to that in the morning. Well, he's in the afternoon, but you he's got Eric? he cuts a little promo. Yes, I do listen, to Eric. But Marcus cuts a little promo, and he says about. Um, What's the new guy? Jeff Halfley. Yeah, Jeff Halfley. He's like, there's a lot of unknown with him, and that's exciting. And I think that that's that's a good that's a good take. You you know he's not. <laughs> I, there is. They said he said like you don't know what where he's going or what he's doing. I don't know. I just think it's good take. You, there's a lot of unknown and that's exciting. There is a lot to be excited for with Jeff Halfley and uh, he did had his introductory press conference last week and some of the sound bites. I mean, basically want to jump through a brick wall. Just run through. And the guy, I think my favorite moment of the press conference was uh, I think Aaron Nagler asked him about playing press man. He's like, why do you guys all ask about playing press man? And Aaron Nagler tweets out, we've seen some shit, Jeff. We have <laughs> some shit. <clears throat> if that's not like the takeaway, but just kind of, I mean, they're switching their defense. It's going to go from a 3-4 to a 4-3 base, but no one really plays that base defense anyway. You're pretty much playing nickel base anyway. Um, it kind of makes the draft a lot more exciting, though, when you look at some of the different talents that they're going to be looking at now, especially on the defensive side. And I know Justin and myself have done mock drafts ad nauseum. I'm sure the three of you are sick of seeing them. Just yours. I, know you I, get, I get excited for Justin's because I never know what he's going to do. Quarterback. You know that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Take a quarterback in the seventh round and probably a kicker. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that right away. He did do one all-quarterback draft, which is a wild option. I never have too much yeah, that was something. Nope. Is Justin not a Jordan Love guy? No, Justin's not a Sean Clifford guy. Oh, okay. Justin likes to piss Eric off like all of us. That well, is right. also accurate. <laughs> that we knew. But. So, I, I'm shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Packers do wrap their season up. Very much looking forward to next year. Uh, a couple just quick notes. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith both had their contracts restructured and will be back creating some more cap room. 
Uh, salary cap went up, and as of today, the Packers did place third in the NFLPA's vote of the player vote of best cities slash teams to play for. When does the combine is this no, week? No, the the league year officially start when uh, everybody gets cut. Um, all the money gets off the books kind of thing. Cuts, I believe, will start, or I believe, in two weeks. Is it two weeks yet? Two or three weeks because they have uh, the free agent negotiating periods coming up. Um, former Packer MVS already released from the Chiefs. Mm. That makes sense. It does. It'll save them. I think I saw four or five million in cap space for the Chiefs. So they'll be looking to retool the receiver position as that was one of their weaknesses in route to a Super Bowl. Right. Back to back Super Bowls. And once again, Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. Everyone focusing on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Dylan and I have a bet. I'm not sure if you caught this or not. The last episode we recorded. Dylan and I have a bet about Taylor Swift being on the cover of Madden with Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a chance. Where I think if that happens, I owe Dylan a hundred dollars and a hundred dollars or something for geology. He's a geology nerd. Hey, I don't think geology. Take, take, I remember if that had to do with it, but. But I am I'm pretty confident that that's not going to happen. So does Dylan owe you if he owes me a dollar if it, it, yeah, it, it, OK, that makes sense. I figured that's pretty fair odds. What? Yeah. So she's going to be <laughs> in the background or what? That's Just on somewhere, the somewhere yeah. on the cover, somewhere on the cover. Yep. Yep. And not when happening. is when would this come to fruition? Uh, August. Oh, OK. The wedding will be over. We'll be fine. It's not going to be. Honest. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe she will. There'll be, yeah. there will be special cover, special edition. That <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying, and that does count. It <laughs> absolutely does not. The standard really absolutely counts. I bet there might absolutely be. counts. There, the NFL is buying into the Taylor Swift so, stuff, but they'd have to pay her. Then that's the right. Thing. That's the thing. That's the thing is they got to pay her. And for the amount that her record label is gonna want to charge for her likeness, absolutely not. Who knows. I'm pretty safe in that. Uh, speaking of likenesses and whatnot, NCAA football is coming back. Mm-hmm. And that is beyond exciting. Uh, the only downside is I think it's supposed to release the week of our wedding. So if you don't oh, see I know, me. I know what Eric's doing the week of your wedding. <laughs> you don't Eric, see me. Eric I, doesn't show up to, to the day that you'll we'll, no, what's going to happen is you guys will all get ready at the apartment and you'll all be in the office all sweaty and it'll be 11 o'clock and we'll be like, where are the guys? I'll call you and Eric be like, yeah, we're playing. We'll be right there. We're, we're playing, getting we're busy. We got a close game going right now. We, <laughs> yeah. can, we, we can't stop this. Yeah, we're busy. <laughs> Road, of the Road of Glory. That was the name yeah, of the Road to game. Glory. Road. Road, they did confirm that's going to be back, by the way. Um, I, not- I like that they're, they're doing uh, um. The crazy teams, all the good teams. Oh yeah, or having a lo- what is it? What would it be alumni teams? Oh yeah, yeah, the historic teams. Yeah, the historic ones. They're doing that. I do like that they're doing compensation for the athletes of six hundred dollars and a copy of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the best route to go about doing it, and it does make it very exciting for. I mean. That's always was part of the dream, right? Was right being featured in a video game, and right. NCAA was the first stepping stone to getting into Madden. And I mean, it's so what three percent of college football players get into the NFL, so 
They've got all of D1. I think they're still possibly even working on getting a couple D2s and D3s in there as well. Um, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition in time for year one of it or not, but they have spent about three years developing this, going to different campuses, going to different stadiums, getting all the traditions down, getting the student cheers, all that stuff. It's going to be an incredible game. Yeah, it should be interesting. Cool. We, I mean, we could sit here and do a draft of the best cover athletes for that game. It was, I mean, it was only, what, 10, yeah. thir- 13 yeah, so years, but we can't really do cover athletes. Could do a few. We'd have like two picks each, but it'd be, you could do NCAA and Madden covers. You could put, just open it up to all covers of anything. The cover band? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Um, so that's. NFL talk, a little bit of college football talk, I guess, too. Um, we go just a quick shift to the MLB, where the Brewers spring training games are underway as of this weekend. Are one in three now on spring training, which I mean doesn't matter, but kind of exciting. And Sean, again, we haven't had you on in a while, so um, your thoughts on the Brewers off season as they finally get underway here. A uh, couple additions, getting Gary Sanchez, Reese Hoskins, yeah. a couple others. Um, obviously, the big loss of Corbin Burns. Do bring back Brandon Woodruff. Is it a, is it a loss? I don't know. I mean, on paper it is. On, on paper it is, but I feel like I feel like the team is going to be going to be built better without having to pay that much for a pitcher. That's interesting. I feel. I mean, they. I mean, they you're, you're, turned, you're gonna have to pay so many guys coming up here. They essentially turned his con- one. I, I think he was gonna get twelve million dollars this year, um, with how arbitration his right. last year of arbitration. But it was twelve million dollars. They turned that into the guys they got in the trade. And I think Gary Sanchez out of that too. Yeah, I don't understand the Gary Sanchez signing, but. The only thing I get out of it is they did end up releasing Austin Nola from his minor league contract. Um, so you still, they're still likely going to carry three. Right. And so you've got, I mean, I think one of the more interesting things that's happened so far in spring training is seeing Sal Freilich get some work at third base. Um, I mean, I think he was the most consistent of the young outfielders last year and he's getting work in the infield now just to keep his bat around because they have such a surplus in the outfield between Weimer, Mitchell, um, obviously Christian Yelich, who kind of returned to form last year, was you know different various lists of the NBA or the not the NBA MLB <laughs> best of at the position was just outside of MVP voting. You've still got William Contreras under contract for quite some time, and he was eighth in MVP voting. So you have a very young team that I think what you're saying is just some addition by subtraction, right? And I feel like they didn't get enough for the trade, but they they still got enough to make it worth it. Yeah, that's I mean, you got you got the guy that's got Joey Ortiz and DL Hall. I mean, he's only got one year of experience. So he's what we got four, three or four years out of him yet. And then the other one, uh, so I think that's D.L. Hall. I think he was pitching at the major league level. Yeah, I think last year. And then Joey Ortiz, the infielder, is actually, you know, the more and more I thought about this, he's kind of 
Bryce Terang with a little bit more pop. Very solid defensive, uh, but a very good kind of security move in case you don't end up re-signing Willie Adamas long-term. Um, you can still roll with your infield being Bryce Terang, Ortiz, and then looking for Tyler Black to possibly come up or self, right? Like to kind of grab that spot full time. Um, so a lot of options yet for the Brewers infield and for the outfield for that matter, which getting to see Jackson Chorio today at the Brewers first spring training game on TV of the spring training season. It is so cool to see him wearing, and it sounds like such a small detail, but to see him actually wearing like number 11, which is going to be his 40 man roster number as opposed to like number 87 or whatever they mm-hmm. just assigned for spring training. Kind of a cool, you know, we're, we're looking we're, towards the future on that. We're assuming he's going to make the major league roster right away or I don't know. We have no idea. I, I don't are they, know. They're going to pull the whole Chris Bryant thing that the Cubs did and call him up at, after what it's got to be. What a month. Um, I think it's going to really depend on how spring training goes. Right. Um, I know early on coming into today's game, he had been three of six, which again, you're only a handful mm-hmm. of games in and only a handful of at bats quite literally. But I think it's going to depend on how he can kind of adjust as spring training goes along. Cause he only has one week at triple a. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily the same kind of situation of a Chris Bryant or um, Steven Strasburg or whoever, because of that inexperience, you kind of can hide it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, if this is like there's guys like I think Robert Gosser is kind of going to be the one, the pitcher who's been knocking on the door. And even the Brewers social media team put it out earlier this week of you guys got to see this guy. It's like mm-hmm. what we've wanted to for two years now. Right. And you guys keep him in triple A. So same with Mizorowski and everything, too. Right. Dylan, you look bored. <laughs> no, sorry. My computer is being, being silly. But Any thoughts on Brewer Spring Training? <laughs> No, I haven't been paying attention to Bruce Spring Training. That's, at all, that's to be exactly. That's exactly what I figured. Yeah. All right. all right, Dylan. We'll move on from that. It's okay, Dylan. He usually does that to me when I'm shopping. I'm not shopping. I swear. <laughs> you have a cat video on your phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. There's nothing wrong with that. It looked like a little trippy cat video. Like it wasn't like just cats doing stuff. It was just. It says, good morning, my beautiful angel princess. How did you sleep? And then it said me, and it was a funny cat. (laughs) So, anyways. It's real good for audio. So that brings us to the world of basketball, as we are two days, technically, now. Well, one day, I guess, with leap year, as Mm. we are almost at March Madness. It is almost officially March and college basketball kind of coming to a close. The NBA is really kind of ramping up as well. Let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Dylan, I'm going to kind of hand this off to you, but they've been playing incredibly sure. well since the All-Star break. A uh, huge win last night, so take it away, Dylan. Yeah, they actually have the highest defensive rating as a team since the All-Star break, I believe. So that's a that's a welcome change. Um Three and zero in the last three games. Won a good one against the Grizzlies. Won a solid game against a 76ers squad without Joel Embiid. And then 
absolutely demoralized the Hornets. Won that game by 38 points. That's a tough one. That's a that's a win. Um, <clears throat> very convincing. Um, so it's it's welcome to change. It's welcome to see, and they're, they're they seem like a whole different team. I'm I'm glad to see it. I hope Doc Rivers keeps the squad along this path. You know, we're only one game out of first in our um, in our little division behind Cleveland. So. I don't think we have any games against Cleveland for a little while at all for the remainder of the year. Not that I see here. Um, but looking at the rest of the schedule here, you know, we got another one against the Hornets. It should be, should be a dog walking. The Bulls, that should be another same thing. I mean, then you're hosting the Clippers and then the, you're at the Warriors and at the Lakers. So, um, you know, these next two games are, are very winnable games. So we hope they keep the streak going. Don't drop any more stupid games and see what kind of seating you can get towards the end of the year. So 23 ball games left in the regular season, just kind of looking at the stats mm-hmm. and with that. Where, how are you feeling about the team possibly getting towards a you know, either number one or kind of getting to that number two seed. Um, and then what is, I mean, I, this is kind of a dumb question because we know what the ceiling of the team is, but are they kind of trending in the right way, do you think, towards oh, that, gosh, yeah. that championship season? What's been the big change in the last couple of games? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. Um, it's, it's just refreshing to see them, you know, playing hard, you know, these wins that they're getting, they're not like silly wins here. I mean, these are these are convincing. Granted, the, the Timberwolves win was you know, only five points, but that's that's are they even still a number one seed in the West? Um they might still be the number one seed in the West, and they you know, five point wins a five point win, but and then you know 76ers, you're winning that one by twenty-one, and then uh, another forty. 40, I'm sorry, 38 point victory. They're playing, they're playing well. They're playing hard. Um, maybe Doc Rivers just needed a little bit of time to get him to figure it out. Yeah, very well could be. And, and you know, taking yeah. a look at last night's stats um, 23 for Dame, 24 for Giannis, both, I mean, pretty equal. Dame was plus 41 on the evening, seven assists, mm-hmm. nine rebounds. Um, all coming on the defensive end. I mean, really, I mean, looking at the scoring, uh, 10 out of Jay Crowder, 6 out of Malik Beasley, 21 from Bobby Portis off the bench, 8 for Danilo Gallinari, mm-hmm. uh, Marshawn Bochamp, 9 for Pat Conta. I mean, these are all really encouraging numbers as they kind of go towards the season and a pretty when, when deep... They get Gallinari. Uh, I think it was made official earlier this week. It was a Oh really? Was it a ten day contract or was it for the rest of the season? I don't know. Yeah, it, it was earlier this week though. Oh, Let me I didn't even see that. It's a very under the radar move, but I think a very solid one. I think that's almost better than their Pat Bev move. Right. Score off the bench should Move last night seven points, three assists. Right. 
So definitely an interesting team as they kind of build up here towards their postseason run. Um, again, 23 games left in the regular season. So we'll pay attention, but probably not that closely yet. But that's what Dylan's for. That's what we have him around for. Which leads us to the world of college basketball. And my, oh, my, Dylan and Sean and Shauna, how things have changed since the last time we talked. The Badgers went from being sixth in the country, now looking at a sixth seed, if not worse, potentially. I mean, mm-hmm. if really hit the wall. There's talk about them not being in the tournament anymore, which I think they're pretty much secured in that. But um, yeah, talk of that. Uh, Green Bay hitting a little bit of a rough streak here for the men's side. The women's side of things just continuing to be dominant as well. We'll talk about all those individually. Um, Marquette still doing their thing. They're up to fifth in the country playing tonight as well. 57-35 lead over Providence. So where do you guys want to start? Badgers, Marquette, Green Bay? Somebody pick. Badgers. It starts with a B and it's alphabetically order. Then we'll go Green Bay and then we'll go Marquette. All right. Uh, Badgers tough one last night, 74 70 on the road to Indiana, three regular season games for them left before the conference tournament. And now, or maybe one of them, an easy one. They've got Illinois who's 13th in the country on Saturday. Uh, they'll come home for Rutgers and they, or they'll stay home for Rutgers and then a road trip to Purdue to wrap up the regular season. And again, tough stretch. definitely a tough stretch and had one, two in a row or coming into, or one, two, of the last three coming into last night. Um, lost a tough one to Iowa last Saturday. Mm-hmm. He had nine days off looking ahead to Maryland and, or excuse me, into Indiana. Um, and yeah, just again, a tough one to lose in assembly hall for a team. Just fighting and clawing to even make a NIT berth right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, watching the Badgers, I don't, I don't know where it's going wrong per se. I don't think it's a Greg Gard problem. I think a lot of it is they don't have a go-to consistent scorer. You know, I I don't know what the problem is either. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of them this year, but this is just an absolutely catastrophic collapse. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen anything like this in all the years I've been watching college basketball out of any team that I've paid remotely attention to. I mean, what do we drop here? Six of the last eight before... Coming in Six, the Nebraska game, they were sixteen and five. Sixth in the country. Yep. Sixth in the country. They lose to Nebraska. They lose to Purdue. They lose to Michigan. They lose to Rutgers. Win against Ohio State. Get the Ohio State coach fired. Promptly <laughs> lose to Iowa. And then survive against Maryland. And then lose to Indiana. Correct. The month Just, of September cannot oh. end Wisconsin. No. And then you got 
two very difficult games ahead of you. Um, you know, Rutgers even handled Wisconsin very well the last time we played there. So, I mean, these we're we could be looking at adding three more L's to this to this schedule. Um, what what team are we going to get here? Are we going to get that sixth ranked team in the country? Or are we going to get this current, you know, shitting all over the place team? What are we going to do here? I don't know. Right, I, I mean, with you, I don't, I don't think it's a great guard problem, but at the same time, he's the head coach and he's got to get it figured out. This this skid has the only loss that I've seen that could be reasonably excusable in the in the last eight games was the Purdue game, and honestly, that was a winnable game, very was, winnable game. They they had the great game plan for it. They knew what mm-hmm. they were doing. They mostly yeah. were executing, just came up a little short. But this is a team that has mm-hmm. beaten Marquette. By double digits, mm-hmm. dog walked Virginia on a neutral site. Went into Michigan State and won. Mm-hmm. I mean, there these are games that I, I'm looking at the roster, and unless I'm, I mean, it, it like you said, it's just a a catastrophic meltdown, and I can't pinpoint it to, I mean. Kamari McGee being on the bench with an injury is really the only difference. I don't seventh guard or there's yeah, third I, I don't see that being other than maybe chalking that up to a, a morale killer. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm baffled. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it's, it's tough. It's tough for me to to have anything. I I just don't know. I just don't know. What do you think, Shauna? Um, I don't really have any thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, you look at the stats. You've got three double-digit scores. You've got AJ Store getting sixteen point two. Tyler Wall eleven point five. Stephen Crawl eleven point two, uh, Max Klesman nine point seven, and a very consistent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Chucky Hepburn only scoring eight point six maybe is kind of maybe the catalyst, but we've been wanting him to not be the main scorer for a year now because he starts playing hero ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's Connor Asijian only scoring three point four a game. I mean, you have a significant drop off with him in his, you know, you call it a sophomore slump. He's been playing hurt all year, but I mean, is it, is it really that simple where it's just that they don't have that, that second go-to shooter? Like, I mean, Max Klesman's kind of their go-to three-point shooter right now, and he's not mm-hmm. amazing. <clears throat> Definitely frustrating. Yeah. I- it's it's been tough. It's been real tough watching these guys do so well. I mean, it's this is we're looking at being the best team since that 2015 um, national runner-up team with with Frank and Decker and those guys. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're back here again. And I, you never know. Like, three big wins here, and you you probably you know if you can beat. Illinois at 13th in the country right now, and you 
should be able to beat Rutgers and you somehow squeak by Purdue, you're probably going to get in the tournament. I mean, I think they're looking at, unless they drop all three and lose their first game in the Big Ten tournament, I, I consider them a lock. But, I mean, you're, the way you're looking oh. at it now, I mean, if they win those, you know, I think two of the three, they're guaranteed top four, which is a double buy. If they win all three, they could still play second, I think, in the conference, mm-hmm. which is, again, nothing short of amazing for how bad they played in the month of February. Mm-hmm. To be knocking on the door of it is incredible. Sean? I got nothing. <laughs> All right, switching gears to some of the the harder battles to get into the tournament. We're going to look at the one-bid league, Green Bay Phoenix men, who are currently playing on a Wednesday night, a little atypical for the Horizon League, up 48-36 on Cleveland state right now on the men's side playing without Noah Reynolds, who um, got hurt a week ago today, actually missed the last two games. Phoenix had dropped three straight and sit in a position where technically not eliminated from first place in the league, but also basically just playing for the top, be a top four seed. Um, I have had some very impassioned conversations about, how dumb I think it is. The NIT got rid of the regular season conference title winner being an automatic qualifier to the NIT tournaments. I think that's a great exposure for a lot of these mid majors who are one bid leagues, mm-hmm. especially, I mean the horizon league kind of a one-off league with being in so many major market cities. I mean, you look at Detroit, Cleveland, uh, you're in the Pittsburgh area with Robert Morris. You're in Green Bay, which is, I mean, it's still a smaller, but it's a national media market with the Packers, basically. Um, Milwaukee, you're, you don't really have a Chicago team anymore, but you had one for however long. You've got some major media markets, some major metropolitan areas. Indianapolis, you have a team there as well. And you could potentially not see, you could only see one team in any of the postseason tournaments, maybe two in like a CBI Potentially or a CIT. I think that's I, I, that's really bothered me, um, mm-hmm. because it does. It also doesn't incentivize the regular season anymore. For the Horizon League, all you have to do is finish in the top four. You get an automatic bid to the quarterfinal. You get one uh, campus game for the Horizon League tournaments, and then you're going to Indy for the semifinals, which is great. But again, there's no difference if you finish first or fourth, other than you get to hang a banner. Right. Right. So that's a kind of my beef with the whole system right now. Um, but for that matter, kind of benefiting Green Bay a little bit right now in the sense that, you know, they had been leading the conference regular season for quite some time. There's not really a penalty if they, or there's not really an incentive if they lose. So as Coach Wicks had said, I think he said it last week, prior to the Noah Reynolds injury, that you're just focusing on playing good ball right now. You're not really result driven as long as your you know, team is playing well. Uh, that's kind of the takeaway where, you know, you can kind of be okay with some of those losses last week and be okay. You're playing without your star player, but you're working on rotations to say he gets hurt again, or say if he's in fall trouble in a game going down the stretch. Now you've got guys who've got, you know, end of game minutes and 
different rotations to look at, things like that. So I don't hate that. But it does suck not being in a, in a running for an NIT berth, an automatic NIT berth. Uh, Green Bay currently up 48-37. And, Sean, I know you're not exactly a huge Green Bay fan, but just as an outsider and kind of being around it and, and whatnot, too, what are your thoughts on just the, the one-year turnaround going from a coach, coaching staff, I should say, because the interim coach kind of factors in this number, too. But the last three years of Will Ryan, they had won a combined 16 games. Uh, Phoenix is now at 17-12. and 12. And with a win tonight would obviously then be 18 and 12 uh, and a, probably a lock for one of those top four seed teams. So just that single year turnaround. It just shows what uh, bringing a coach in that changes, like just changes the culture of the team. And you can't just go off expectations. I mean, these guys wanted to play for, for coach Wicks and it's, it's showing a little bit more than, you know, it seemed like they didn't really want to play for Will Ryan. And you can tell the coach is passionate about it. And I mean, we're just watching the game here right now. And he's, he, I don't think he sat down the whole freaking game. <laughs> no. He's just passionate about the whole anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an excellent way to put him. And I, you know, I, I've said it at different parts of this show and in our recordings, the dude is just wired differently in such a good way. And, you know, he talks about when he was recruiting for this job and trying to build the roster after he got hired, looking to get guys who want to join the process, go from literally the last ranked team in college basketball by net ranking, Ken Palm rankings, 366. Mm -hmm is where they were dead last in the whole country. And now potentially looking at being in a realistic possibility to win two conference tournament games and sneak into a championship game where anything can happen. And they've beaten every team in the horizon league except Northern Kentucky, I think. Um, but you're looking at a potential to sneak into an NCAA tournament year one. Just an absurd turnaround, right. and get guys who again they want to play there. Right, that's a, that's the thing. I mean, you you're just we're watching the game right now, and you can just tell on, on the defensive side that they're getting in the pass passing lanes and everything, and everybody's just going and going and going. I mean, it's they can't get a rebound right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, watching this game versus the product that they had played last week. It is very encouraging to see that, you know, the effort and kind of the, how they rebounded from last week where I think last Thursday when they had played or last Friday night when they played, it was very obvious that they were kind of saying, Hey, we don't have our star player. And on Sunday, even it was a little bit better, but it was also kind of like, Hey, you know, we're hoping to stick around here, but we don't have our star player. Right. But you can't use that as an excuse for, the rest of the year either. Right. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like they've rebounded so well to that and are playing at a pretty good level right now. Um, and again, up tonight. So very encouraging on that front for the men's side. Dylan, any thoughts? Um, you know, I'd like to see him finish strong. I did get to catch a little bit of one game. 
Um, not too much. I I, I kind of echo what Sean was saying about them. Actually, it, it looks like they want to be there. They want to play hard um, versus how they did for Ryan. But like the turn, like the turnaround you said from dead last to where they are now as a program. Obviously, they're never going to be where they want to be after you know year one. But just this turnaround has been great. I, I love seeing these guys playing so hard and, and winning games and putting themselves in a position. Okay, now now I got a serious question for you. Do, right. do we think Coach Wicks is going to go anywhere else after this year? After this year, no. I don't see it, no. I, I say this, A, as a fan... And also be just kind of looking at, you know, everything he said and have I, you know, I've, we've talked to him on our show. I've had him on, on a radio guest. I've never actually physically met him in person, but everything I've ever, you know, that you read about him, every press conference he does, every interview he does, the dude's incredibly consistent with his answers. And what I mean by that and why that's important for my answer is that I am one to believe that he's not just a typical, you know, he's not doing coach speak. He's a genuine person. And he's a kind of guy that I think at the very least, he's going to give you three or four years uh, to kind of build things up and hopefully see it to fruition with some of these, you know, freshmen and sophomores that they have on the roster right now that he's recruited to bring here. And, kind of go from there and see what comes of it um, and see the whole process go through. So, you know, if, if this turnaround and things are still going very well in two years or, you know, even after next season, I think that conversation might pick up a little bit more. Um, God, I wish I could say that. I, you know, I think he's like a, a career guy. Like you've got, um, Coach Lampy in Oakland, where he's kind of that career guy and end up staying there. And the coach, I can't remember, he just actually just retired last year, but he coached at uh, Detroit Mercy for forever. And you kind of get some of those guys who stick around in places like this because they love the area. You know, their families ends up setting up shop here um, and so many things. I would love to see that happen. Uh, you know, I, I also know the nature of the business and that's not realistic to expect out of every coach and that no matter what a person answers now, I mean, you know, you've got to set your family up and your, your situation up for the best possible situation, right? Like I'm not going to fault a guy where if you know, he wants to take his family in two or three years and get a bigger job and more money or whatever the situation is great. Like I'm, I'm going to continue rooting for him because he's a great person. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, if he would become one of these green Bay lifers and, and be like that, I would be over the moon happy as well. Because it also means that they're probably doing very well. And they're keeping him around and paying him right. enough to kind of say, Hey, we want to continue to contend. We don't want to go through this revolving door of that. They did in the early two thousands after Tony Bennett or excuse me, Dick Bennett had left. Um, where they went through Kowalczyk, they went through Wardle, 
who've had very good careers after leaving and kind of set up shop where they are. But even after Wardle had left, you had Darner for a few years, and it kind of comes out he hates fundraising. And then they move on from him, even though he took a team to the tournament, was a consistent top four finisher, just signed an extension. But you move on from him. You go to Will Ryan, more or less kind of based on name. Will Ryan was a is a good person, wasn't a great head coach at the D1 level. So it's, I mean, that's the nature of Division One mid-major basketball, but you also do hope to get a guy who sticks around for forever. Or as long as he wants to. Right. That makes sense. So Seems like this, we, this is the guy we want that to be, too. Right. I would love it if that's the case. Like, again, I'm not, am I counting on it? No. Just because I believe in him as a coach and I could very well see him being, again, three to four years building success and, you know, moving on with his family and getting a bigger role somewhere Mm -hmm. for him for that. If that's the route he wants to go. Right. I see see what you did there. Yeah. (laughs) Flipping gears now to a coach who has been here in two different stints but has been a quote-unquote lifer. Looking at the Green Bay women, Kevin Borseth, um, in the interim since we last recorded, recorded his 500th Green Bay career win earlier, I think, two weeks ago. Um, again, since we last recorded. Earlier this season, he had 800 Division One, or actually NCAA wins. I have to clarify that because I think his D3 wins count in that too. Um, just not the JUCO level, but still 800 career wins or 800 plus now and uh, 500 at one location here in Green Bay. Uh, the Green Bay women are playing at a very high level, uh, kind of a battling through a tough one tonight against a very good Purdue Fort Wayne team currently leading 67 61 with under a minute left in regulation. And that one um, looking to win. It'll be their like seventh straight win. Just kind of counting this up here um, and build up towards being either the one or the two seed would have one more game against Milwaukee on Saturday prior to the end of their season. So they would have, they do have one more home game uh, do the green Bay women, but just not enough can be said about Kevin Barseth and the consistency that that program has. And again, at a very high level, very likely to make the tournament as an at-large, if mm-hmm. not a qualifier. Um, Cleveland State, who they're kind of chasing down in the regular season rankings, very well, I believe it could come down to a tie. But I think Cleveland State has one more game as well. Um, and they did split their regular season series. So it would be a co-title for the regular season title. And then a, I think, a, I think they would have a two seed based on tiebreakers or somehow. I don't really exactly know how that well works out, but uh, again, it doesn't matter because of the NIT doing what they do on both men and women's side. But nevertheless, a team that very likely will be in the NCAA tournaments. Uh, had some top 25 wins earlier this season, did what they need to do in the non-conference portion. Uh, gone now are sitting at 16-2 and two with a win tonight if results hold. will be 17-2 and two in conference play. 
They were ranked at one time too. Or they, they were just on the outside oh, of being ranked. They were receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, had been, I think, at like twenty seventh, essentially, uh, for being ranked. But again, two two top twenty five wins this year over Washington State, which is starting to look a lot better with how that conference has played out, and a very good win against Creighton earlier in the season as well, uh, both on the road. Or away from the Crest Center, I should say. The um, Washington State game, I believe, was part of a neutral site holiday Thanksgiving tournament. But uh, win at Creighton, win against 25, or 22nd ranked team on the road um, on a neutral site. Very good things for the Phoenix. And they do win 70-61 to 61 tonight, led by Jasmine Kondrakowicz. What? Say that again. Jasmine Kondrakowicz. Kondrakowicz. Yes. <laughs> one for me, Sean? <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually know how to pronounce almost all of these. Like, I'm actually, that's the one thing about working radio with this team is uh, you've learned some of these. But I think one thing that gets kind of slept on with the Green Bay women as a whole. Yes, Shauna? I was just going to say you're a media professional. Shut the- up. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for bringing that back up. You're welcome. Um, He's a media professional? Technically, I mean, I get paid for it. Um, So what are we? Amateurs. Media. (laughs) Media peasants. Um, But what I was going to say is that almost their whole entire roster is out of Wisconsin, too. And I think Dylan and I have talked about this when you start looking at, you know, Ali Zebo and uh, going to UConn next year from Mm -hmm. Nina. Uh, K.K. Arnold, who has cracked the UConn starting lineup out of Germantown this year as a freshman. It is amazing how much talent comes out of Wisconsin every single year on the basketball side. Uh, They do have the number one player in the state for the boys side is that Wisconsin Lutheran uh, committed to Duke as well. Um, Which, by the way, I need to. We got to talk about Duke. We got to talk about court storming. We got to talk about Duke. We do, and actually do kind of get... He tried to trip him. What? The Duke dude stuck his leg out, tried to trip him. I don't feel bad for them Blue Devils. Oh, you're still on Grayson Allen. Yeah. No, I'm not on Grayson Allen. That sounds like an anti-Grayson Allen Allen rant. Well, of course I'm anti-Grayson Allen. He was a Duke player. Fuck Duke. Yeah. You're both wrong on that, but... (laughs) Isn't it? Go here. I am a go Duke. heels. You guys are go North heels. friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, go heels. Yep. Got it. But yeah, the whole court storming thing has been an interesting conversation the last week as well. I wanted to get your guys' takes on that. I don't. I what didn't. ever uh, came of that? Did he get? What was his injury? Did he get injured at all? Um, he had a bag of ice that went from his ankle to his knee. To oh, poor guy. <laughs> Basically, I don't think he's going to miss any time. Okay, so he's just being a baby. Okay. Uh, this weekend, Wake Forest beat Duke okay. at home. Oh, was good. favored in the game, by the way, which is kind of odd that you court storm a, a favored win. But it's Duke. It is Duke, right? Um, Wake Forest gets the win, storms the court, and. A Duke player comes up limping and holding a bag, needs a bag of ice because he rolled his ankle or bruised his knee. Because he stuck his leg out and tried to push the fan, and then he got hit. Then he uh, tried to uh, make it look like the guy hurt him. That's what happened. 
pretty much. And then the whole Caitlin Clark thing where uh, she gets bumped into uh, was against Nebraska. Flops. Both flops. Yeah, both were flops. I will admit that. Yep, I'm a big, I love Caitlin Clark is so incredible to watch. And I, we know I'm a Duke fan. Both of them were flops and, and trying yep. to steer narrative. Like, like a little no, I, up or John, that's not, <laughs> that's not the conversation to have right now. You are outnumbered for once or at least even. <laughs> when we were um, in school, I feel like I remember when we were at that Virginia game, I remember them setting up barriers in front of the student section. Yes. And over the announcement, over the loudspeaker, as the game after Green Bay had secured the win, but the game was not over yet, they came over the loudspeaker and said, don't even think about it. Verbatim, that's what they said. What did what happened when we stormed the field at the Badger game? Because they put up the barricades too, and the students just said, "Screw it," and they okay, were well. There's we'll two thousand of them at that game. Okay, they're not gonna. It's a lot easier to stop what two hundred kids that were at this game. Sure. So the article I saw earlier this week that said that schools can choose one fan to storm the field. That's BS. Yeah, that's not true. Oh, okay. yeah, that's hilarious. It's <laughs> like a picture, and I was like, "That actually oh, came from Horizon thought... League game." Okay, I thought that's what we were talking about right now. No. So, okay. So that that picture came from a Horizon League game where the two worst teams in the Horizon League was IUPUI and Detroit Mercy. Okay. Um, Detroit Mercy had gone zero and twenty three at that point and lost their D three games as okay. well. Beats IUPUI on the road. Got it. Or at home. And one fan just walked out and it was like, woo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because okay. I saw an article that was like, following scandal, this is what schools are doing now. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem no, That right. actually came from the site that I wrote. Oh, that was okay. the Horizon, the Horizon Roundtable. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yes, Dylan is correct for the, for the uh, Virginia Green Bay game. They came over the PA and were like, Saying essentially, you know, just a warning, you know, there will not be court storming. Um, fans are to remain in the sections, blah, 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 blah. Reminder, fine will be imposed, whatever. Um, when we went to Madison, there was a couple thousand. They did set up some barriers, but they also did open the gates for everybody, too. No, they didn't. The well, people it- down in the front opened the gates. Yeah, security just kind of let you do it, though, too. Like, they walked, they didn't, like, have anybody else there. Yeah. I feel like they knew it was going to happen either way. Which, that was also a, Wisconsin was a favorite at home (laughs) against a ranked (laughs) opponent. And it was homecoming. And it was homecoming. But I think that's why they did it. That very well could have been, but it was definitely an odd field storm. Oh, it was great. I thought it was fun. It was a great (laughs) time, like. In theory, I rejected it, but in principle, I actually did it. Like, it was fun to do. Oh, Eric, you can't be such a purist all the time. No, I am a purist because you shouldn't court storm or field storm when you're a favorite <laughs> in a game. We uh, stormed the court in high school, and we all got detentions. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They pretty much said the same thing. Don't think about it. And there were people sneaking out the doors and stuff before they got all of our names. You gave your name Smart. to you. No, I didn't. I couldn't get out. The principal was right by me. He was like, Shauna? 
you're the first one on my list. I'm like, all right, dude, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> so, so you serve that tension? I did. That was the only one I ever got. I think we did for football one year. Field storm? Yeah. No, we that, that good. That would have been eighth grade. It's so fun. It was that, fun. That was when we beat Milwaukee Bradley Tech. Oh, and they sure. were they were like the third ranked team in the state. And for some reason we beat them. They they underestimated you. That's why. We our, the coach at that time hadn't changed the playbook for twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> everybody knew what we were gonna run. Except for the random teams that you played. Like so, Milwaukee Bradley Tech or right. when we played Milwaukee Vincent and they were struggling to get a roster together that day. And yeah. the bus was like three or four hours late. You guys are playing Milwaukee teams all the way up in Gillette? We played Milwaukee Vincent my sophomore year because the opponent that we were supposed to play dropped football like two months before the season. Wow. And uh, ended up going to eight man. That's a hike. So we needed an opponent. They had an open game because of something similar. And it was the second game of the year. So was, or no, it was the first game. But they didn't have like a full roster that day or that morning of. So they were like literally trying to find players. It was supposed to be like a four o'clock game. And it ended up being like a regular seven o'clock game. And I can only imagine the culture shock of what those kids <laughs> coming up from Milwaukee uh and saw four wheelers <laughs> in the parking lot, like multiple four wheelers in the parking lot and trucks. So are they getting rid of field and court storming or is that? Well, that's the conversation now because two players have gotten you, quote unquote. We're going to stop it. A lot of conferences you can, it's kind of discretion of the conference. Like they'll say you kind of get three before it actually comes a fine. And it's a whole, I mean, it gets, mm-hmm. The boosters end up paying it because it's better publicity if they say, right. hey, Wisconsin just stormed the court against actually, I think the last time they did it was Purdue, but like when they did it against Duke when they were number one or Ohio State. So I think, I mean, the booster, you'll get like two or three boosters together. They'll pay the $20,000 fine, whatever right. it ends up being, and it's chump change for them, and they can use it as a tax write off and mm-hmm. donation to the school and, and all as well at the end of the day. I'm just going to throw this out there. Mad Dog made a very valid, compelling argument against Duke being hypocrites on this court storming thing. I'm very granted. I didn't hear this. He basically goes on to say, you know, it sucks that dude got hurt, right? It does. I I agree. I don't like seeing anyone get hurt, especially even a Blue Devil. I'll, I'll even give him that. For what it's worth, by the way, he is playing tonight. He has. Uh, he's oh, four, he didn't sit out any games. He's four of eight from the field with nine points, ten rebounds. Yeah, he, he didn't sit out any games. Now, he goes on to explain, you know, Duke's win situation. They're never really in a in a situation, especially with basketball, where they're in a must-win game to make the NCAA tournament. So, Duke really only storms the court when they beat North Carolina at home. That's really the only time I ever see Duke storm the basketball court. And even then he shows it's few and far between that they're in a position where it's like an upset. Right. Yep. But then he goes on to show some football games. Duke and Clemson. Assuming Duke wins because their fans absolutely storm the field. They are coming in in droves. And the ACC commissioner didn't say nothing about it. 
and he points out some other stuff. Now all of a sudden, Duke's got a problem with it because they're on the receiving end of it. And they did the same thing. So, yeah, that checks out. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying Duke's being babies. I'm actually kind of agreeing with it. As I don't, you know, I'm a Duke fan, but I'm kind of agreeing with this. I think this is lame. Like that, it's even a conversation. Right. The court storming is like one of the coolest things that happens, and it, like there's so many people. Oh, yeah. Like get to do it. There's people out there. I think one thing I saw on Twitter this week was uh one of the producers on one of the Wisconsin sport, or different Wisconsin sports talk said, "College is supposed to be fun. Let the kids do it. You know, if you're right. in a position to do it, you know, let experience." And then comes back with, well, you're there to get an education. You're not there to have fun. Shut up. Push your glasses I'm up. Paying get off. all this money, I should be able to have fun for four <laughs> years yeah. of life. Right, or like some people, six, seven. A lot of people go to college for eight years. <laughs> yeah, they're <Yeah>. called doctors. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Not us. Thank you, Sean. I needed that. I needed somebody <laughs> to pick that up. Oh, I thought you were just referring to the people we know that have been in college that long and are still not doctors. No. Oh, that's that the was, joke. That yeah. was from Tommy Boy, one of the greatest movies. Oh, seeing is why I didn't get it. John has never seen Tommy Boy. I've seen Tommy Boy. It's really? dumb. Not dumb. It's not dumb. Tommy Boy is a great movie. Ugh. This is noogie worthy right now. Is you think Tommy Boy is dumb? Tommy Boy is so overrated. I don't even know how to respond to that. Mute her ass. Mute. <laughs> what? her <Unplugger> mic. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? He said mute you. Oh. Mute. <laughs> The mute your ass. Oh. Yeah, I unplugged your mic for a little bit. You're on timeout. <laughs> yeah, timeout. <laughs> All right, so uh, Marquette's fifth in the country. Things are great there. Good for them. Big East. Woo. Fuck Milwaukee. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, we wrap up the episode with talking about what we are rooting for in the upcoming week, and this is a little spoiler alert. Probably the last week this segment's going to be unsponsored. As we have a major announcement coming up in the upcoming weeks. Uh, still waiting on a couple of T's in the, to be crossed, I's be dotted. But we will have a pretty fun announcement with this. But with that said, gentlemen and Shauna, what are you rooting for in the upcoming week? Wants to go first. Shauna does. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh, rooting right next for Amber Fox's basketball. <laughs> oh. Boys and girls hitting the playoffs. Let's go. Make some wins. I'm rooting for court storming to still be a thing. And I'm rooting for this warmer weather coming in. That's what I got. Dylan, or Sean, what do you got for us? Spring training baseball. Hell yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> screw you, going. Ramsey and Dylan. Or screw you, Ramsey and Justin. Yeah, Dylan. Wow. So hurt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Screw you two, Dylan. Okay. John one right now. <laughs> that is some deep Wisconsin show lore. <laughs> I know you'd get a kick out of that. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, you did spring. Yeah, I got spring break next week. So I get a week off to do nothing. Very cool. I'm going to say 
also kind of just echoing March Madness, guys. Are we doing the thing this we year? We are too? going to have a bracket challenge. Hey, we made it to March. January and February are over. Yeah, it's crazy. We are going to have where'd a... The, where'd the first two months of the year go? I don't know, but I don't care. They're gone. Spring's coming. What do we got? Three months till your wedding? <sighs> Three? Four? Four? Where'd you learn to do math? O'Connell Falls. Four? Four. Must be something about the falls. Yeah. It's okay, me too. Four and a half. That's crazy. We I got know. a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> um, it only, anyway. It only gets better. But yes. Um, <laughs> Shauna is defeated already. <laughs> Kiwani yeah. Storm is be Friday night. Possibly going to St. Mary's Spring Saturday. St. Mary's Spring. All the way to Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. That's where if uh, both teams would win Friday, that's where Kiwani goes. Holy Toledo. My uh, neck no, of the not woods. Toledo. Fond du Lac. That's my neck of the woods. Fond du Lac, not Toledo. Not Toledo. Right. That's a different state, Shauna. It's my neck of the woods. Toledo? You're in Sheboy. You're from Sheboy again. Sheboy again. All right, wrap her up. Put a bow on it, Rick. All right. Anybody got a bar of the week for us? Shauna, Dylan, Shauna, the Dylan? Dome in Menasha. Oh. Dylan's Sports really bar. up tonight. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe one one, but I missed last week, so I had to, you know, I had to show up. In uh, 1338 South Commercial Street, Nina. Close enough. Sounds right to me. <laughs> All right. 4.3 stars on Google. Um, very enjoyable review. Service was amazing. Timeliness of food. Quality of food was great. I would highly recommend this place to your friends and family. Looking for a great local family place to enjoy. Uh, went there for another review. Five stars. Went there for a class reunion. Eight there in the hall. Uh, server Teresa was right on the ball. So quick, the drinks and orders. Food was good. Steak sandwich and tots, very good. Went to the bar, served right away. Dylan, what'd you have? How was it? Is it a dome? No, it's a sports bar. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I felt like it was a logical question. But, all right. Why, why would a bar be a dome? Is there like a dome light? I don't know. Why would they call it <laughs> no. dome? Dome lights in your car. <laughs> like a dome ceiling? Because a lot of like a lot of like uh sports, you know, field houses are called domes. It is not Super dome. Super dome. Super dome. Um, Jennifer and I went there last weekend and we got so we just went there for a snack. We got some of their seasoned they're like potato wedges. Uh came with a side of ranch, sour cream. Uh, a lot of, they had a ton of TVs. It's like a, it's like you take a Buffalo Wild Wings and you mix it with your, your small town bar with all the, with all the sports on the TVs and stuff. Really nice. Didn't have music so loud. You couldn't hear your own thoughts. I enjoyed it. I will be patronizing there again. So no touch tunes. <laughs> I don't believe there was touch tunes, but there was uh, a few slot machines. Full tabs. Yeah, pull tabs. There may have been pull tabs. Didn't look around a whole lot at that point. I was focused on getting my beer. <laughs> what about Bush your light? sweet tarts? What about sweet tarts? Yeah. <laughs> no, no sweet tarts. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have one without the other at this point? That's that's my next. Like, are you just kind of trained? Like, are you like a Pavlov's response where you crack yeah. a beer? Like, I need sweet tarts. 
<laughs> Jenny's gonna start just... carrying them in her purse. I know, right? Yeah. You just make do. You just make do. Got pockets, So did you go home and have some sweethearts then? <laughs> no, I'm all out actually. Oh. oh man, what are you gonna do for lunch tomorrow? <laughs> Nerd Two beers. All right. I have a beer for dessert. For Justin Ramsey, not here. For Dylan, Sean, Shauna, I'm Eric Fisher. Episode 144 is in the books. We're out. See ya. See ya. Bye. Peace.